hey, what do you want out of life? Like, how much money do you want to make? If you're like, I want to make 10 million, I, my next question is like, why? What in your lifestyle makes you want 10 million? Or do you just want it because you want to flex you have 10 million in the bank? It reframes everything. Like, don't start an agency if you just want to make money. There are better and easier ways to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Eight Figure Agency Show, where a successful entrepreneur and a soon-to-be successful entrepreneur help you build an eight-figure agency by documenting our successes and our failures. And today, we have a topic that Gary and I both are really, really passionate about. In the last week alone, I've spoken to about five people who have come to me and said, Derek, what do I do? I want to start my agency. I don't know where to start. Is this a good offer? What funny, are you doing it, in your funny, company? It's funny, Derek, because I get what I get the most. I don't get those. Should I start? I get... I started now. What <laughs> I get those people hit me up on DMs all the time with that. Like I started my agency and now I know I need to know what to do. So yeah, I, I, but I think they're the same people. One's just a little bit further in the journey and yep. one is just yep. a little bit behind. Yeah, people realize that like the first two clients that they got from like Upwork that they proved into their agency they don't just stay with them forever. They start losing clients or they don't know where to get their next one. So they message you like, hey, I started my agency. What do I do? But that's what we're going to talk about today. I am very passionate about this topic because I have a lot of opinions on it that I think can help a lot of people. So if you're thinking of starting an agency, this episode is for you because today Gary and I want to riff on whether starting an agency is actually the right move for you. What are the pros and cons of an agency and starting one up in June of 2023. Is it the right move? So Gary, why don't you go ahead and kick us off there? What are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple frameworks to work within because I think that'll help keep our conversation on track. Number one is if someone comes to me and says, should I start an agency? If that's the question that we're trying to answer, the first thing is, is what are you optimizing for in your life? So a lot of times young people don't know why they want to start a business, right? They're like, they're like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, grow something really big, or I want to be rich. And those, that's fine, right? You can do that. But if you're going to start an agency and those are your two goals and what you're optimizing for, you're in for some really big surprises and some really painful, painful processes. For for me, I am I am at my core. I'm an entrepreneur, and the reason I know that is no matter what. Like if you took everything away from me today, or I always do this exercise, Derek. If, and, and this is for our audience, if someone comes up to you right now and says, here's a billion dollars, I'm buying everything from you. I'm buying your houses, I'm buying all your cars, I'm buying all your businesses or potential businesses, what would you do? And if your answer is like, I would go to the beach, don't start an agency. If your answer is like, I would, I would, I would become a stock investor, cool. That's what you probably should focus on. Don't start an agency. If your answer, my answer would be, I'd probably take a couple weeks off, and then I would start another business. That's how you know you're, you're a chronic entrepreneur. And a good example of this, and this will make a great clip, Derek. A good example of this is uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk started PayPal. And he, and he sold it. And he made tons of money. Hundreds of millions of dollars. You want to know what he did with that money, Derek? He invested he it, all of it. All of it. Every yeah. penny into two companies, SpaceX and Tesla. And both of those almost shut down. He was literally flat broke, borrowing money and sleeping on couches. That's an entrepreneur. We're, we're, we're a degenerate group of, of people who cannot help but to keep going and keep growing and keep doing these things over and over and over again. So it's not for everybody. So I would start there. 
uh, I would love your thoughts on that. And then I have a second framework for those who are still hanging with us. Yeah. I mean, just real quick, I think to, to bring that perspective down to people who might be a little bit closer to where I'm at in my journey, right? If you're sitting there and wondering if that's actually you, you might not have the answer right now. You might have to, and this is kind of a little counterintuitive, but you might have to start something to test out if you're actually an entrepreneur and then end it. And if you end it and find yourself like, oh, what's my next thing? You're an entrepreneur, right? But if your answer is like, I just want to start an agency so I can work on the beach and make $10,000 a month. Does that work? Yeah, there is a route where you can make that work. I personally know people that can do that, right? But if you're not like, I'm willing to deal with the problems of it, which Gary and I will, will discuss in a moment, which is the major downsides of running an agency, then it's probably not the best fit for you. But Gary, I'd love to hear what your second framework there is. Okay, the second framework is this, and this is more for the audience if you're an early um, an early agency owner. For so, so Derek, you know, you've been an agency owner for a couple of years, somebody like you, or if you are a freelancer and you just have like a handful of clients that you're just doing a very specific role for and you're thinking about starting an agency. This is this is a this is a three-step framework. So the first step is you have to become a technician and you have to become really good at doing the thing. And you say, okay, well, what's the thing? Well, for you, Derek, it's video editing, right? For someone else, it might be lead generation. For someone else, it might be building a website. Whatever it may be, you have to become really good at that. And that happens when you get a lot of reps in. So that's phase one. So let's assume that everybody listening right now, you're a technician and you're either getting really good or you're already really good at the thing. Great. Phase two, which is a totally different ballgame, is you have to become an entrepreneur. What's an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is somebody who takes the, the skill set that they have and then they add other people's skills to it and they figure out how to make money from it. So video editing, Derek's really good at, but then he had to hire other people to help video edit, and then he had to help other people get right copy, and other people to do all these things, and then he has to glue that all together to make a service that somebody wants to pay for. That's where you're at right now, right, Derek? Is that kind of, yep. okay, perfect. Yep. So, you, so you're figuring that out. How do I get more profitable? How do I get more clients? That's the entrepreneur stage. Okay, now here's the next stage, and this is the hardest of all the stages. The next stage is leadership, and leadership is the third stage that you have to master, and it's it's a totally different skill set. So what I used to think, I used to think that because I'm good at marketing, I will be a good leader of a marketing company. Eh, wrong. Nothing could be further from the truth. You actually have to step back from doing the marketing and go, okay, how do I be a better leader? And how do I actually work on this skill? How do I build my company culture? And a lot of people get stuck between technician and entrepreneur and then entrepreneur and leadership, or they never delineate it and they just think it's all one thing. Yeah, you know, I would recommend, uh, Gary, you've recommended this to me before. I've actually started reading it. It's on the shelf right back here, but E-Myth Revisited, right? It sounds like that's a lot of where this is coming from, right? And in the book, basically describing exactly what you just described. Every entrepreneur has like three parts. You have the entrepreneur, you have the technician, and you have the manager. In your case, you call it leadership. It's basically the same thing, right? You, you There's multiple parts running the company. It's not just doing the thing that you're good at doing, right? Um, like in my case, personally, I've actually, I'm not a good video editor. Like I, I don't edit videos. I've like I edited on the side for fun for my own YouTube channel, but I was horrendous. That's how I knew I was an entrepreneur. Like if I lost everything, I can't freelance. I won't. I don't, not good enough. I would lose in that market. I would lose in that market, but I'm an entrepreneur. I'll be good at finding the person that needs work. 
I'll load them up really quickly and I'll get them clients and I'll keep the difference. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. That that that's my thing, right? But um, you know, back to the email visited, highly recommend whoever's watching listening to, to to pick up that book. It's really great. Gary's recommended it on the show a bunch. A lot of people that come to me, like Gary, the people I've spoken with, here's the thing that I notice, and you're gonna really resonate with this. They're usually freelancers who are doing work on like Upwork or on Fiverr.com. They're making between two and eight K a month freelancing. And they feel as though for whatever reason, they wake up one day and say, I want to make more money. I want to do this. I want to build a company. And I'm like, why do you want to build a company? They're like, I want to make more money. So I'm like, and I always ask them, like, why do you default to thinking that you need to build a team in order to make more money versus like, how do I raise my prices? How do I work with more exclusive clients? How do I do more with my time? Right. And so when I ask them those questions, they're always like, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, that's probably why you called me. So then we walk through this framework with them, Gary. And it's exactly what you just described with Even Through Visited. And this is what you're going to resonate with. A lot of times people think that just because they're good at the thing, and you've said this multiple times on the show, and it's resonated like crazy with me, just because they're good at the thing that they're capable of running the company. And you just mentioned this. That is, it it cannot be further from the truth. If you're good at video editing, if you're good at graphic design, if you're good at web design, stick to that thing. Because Gary, what are the cons of an agency? People don't talk about this. When you start an agency, it's not just doing the thing. Yeah, so it's not doing the thing. So that's like thinking... I know how to make hamburgers at McDonald's, so I know how to run a restaurant. It has nothing to do with each other. They're they're for, they're far apart from each other. Do you need to know one to have the other? More than likely, but you don't. There, one doesn't make you good at the other, right? And so, yep. yep. So yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta figure that out, and you gotta really weigh the pros and cons. So what are some of the pros of owning an agency? Well, there's potential for growth. So if you're like me. I have to always be growing something. So having a business that allows me to do that is huge for me because if I don't have that, guess what I'll do? I'll start a business that allows me to do that. <laughs> so it's just like a vicious cycle, right? Number two, uh, potential. There's a lot of potential for free time to build bigger and better things. So that's one thing that I love is that I keep hiring people, building processes. Other people come in, they help modify it, they help make it better, improve it. Then that frees me up to do other things. So now... I'm at this journey now of my entrepreneurship where I'm doing podcasting, I'm doing building events. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a, a, a it's a $500,000, $600,000 event that we're, that we're building. It's going to have five to 700 people there. Um, that's super exciting for me. Like it's kind of scary, <laughs> but I love that kind of stuff, right? And then, and then from there, you can move, you can make more money too. Like you can make more money. You now have leverage. That's the pros. Okay, well, what are the cons? The cons are you can potentially fail on a much larger stage. Like people don't think about it when you start taking out debt and leveraging things. You could also fail and be wrong and lose big, right? Uh, There's potential for less free time. So what most people don't realize is when they start an agency that you're going to have to grind for a while. And that grind is going to mean working 12 to 14 hours a day until you figure out the the leadership stage of it where you can hire, bring people in. Um, so you, you think you're getting more free time. So you're like, I'm going to make more money and have more time. No, you're probably just going to make the same amount of money and have less time. And you have to get over that hump, right? Um, and there's less flexibility in a lot of cases, uh, especially up front. And there's potential for less time. And there's way more stress. Because before, when it was just you as a freelancer, if you failed... It's just on you. And you're like, ah, I'm not going to be able to afford to buy a vacation this year. 
So you're like, eh, that doesn't bother me that bad. But when you have team members, you're like, oh, Bobby, you get to know Bobby, who's your team member, and Bobby has two kids and has to buy diapers for their kids. And you're like, hey, if I don't execute, Bobby's not going to be able to buy diapers for his kids because I'm not going to be able to employ him anymore. That's another level of stress that most people don't talk about. That is exactly what I wanted to go through, Gary, because, and, and I want to go deeper because I think I can share a unique perspective on this because the different income levels of an agency come with different burdens and come with different problems. The bigger you are, and oftentimes it's usually the same reoccurring problems, just much bigger, much, much bigger with more risk as you grow, right? That's literally word for word exactly what I told a couple of the people I spoke with. I was like, listen, if you are ready to like risk this and like wake up one day and realize, oh crap, I lost two clients today. Bobby needs to be fired. I can't pay him. Where am I going to get the money to pay him? But Bobby has two kids. Wait till you wake up that day with that stress. I'm telling you, it ages you by a decade. I've been there. It is rough. It is really, really rough. It is and luckily, I've been saved a couple of times by like a client closing at the perfect time. And usually that's kind of what happens. Like usually like the last minute, you figure something out. You figure it out. You recall, oh, there was that one deal that didn't close. Let me find. And then they close. You figure it out. But Gary, and, and you're going to appreciate this. From my experience, the different income stages come with the different burdens. So like if you, it goes down to self-awareness, right? I think that there's different types of agencies you can build. A lot of what you and I are discussing, like I'm trying to build an agency like to your size. Like we're talking like multiple eight figures. When we're talking like that, where I'm at right now is baby numbers. Like my monthly is like the level of daily that I want to be at, right? So baby numbers, we're talking baby numbers in my case. But a lot of people that want to start an agency that come to me to speak to me, and I'm sure it's the same in your DMs, they're like, I want to make an extra 5K per month. I want to make an extra 10K per month. I want to make an extra 15K per month. I'm going to tell you right now, and I want to settle the debate once and for all. If your only goal is to make an extra 10K per month profit, you can do that working three hours a day yeah. as an agency owner. Yeah. It is easy. And let me just say, it's not, it's not easy, but a lot of the stresses Gary and I are talking about aren't as big of a scale. It's about your expectations. A lot of these stresses come when you're a $30,000 a month agency and you want to be at $300,000 a month. How do I build my team? How do I scale my products? How do I scale my services? If you want to be at 10K a month, that's like four clients at 2,500 per month. That's easy. That you need, you, you literally need to send like 10 outreach messages a day. It'll take about 30 minutes with cold email. That will be more than enough to sustain 10K per month. You need to have maybe one or two freelance contractors to help fulfill on the work. Maybe gross 15K, net 10K, you will live a very good life. But it's about what you want and it's about expectations. But as you get bigger, and if you want something bigger and better, better be prepared. You better be prepared to have very stressful nights, to be working 18 hours a day, and to be willing to build something bigger than yourself. I heard an interesting quote the other day that I would love your opinion on, Gary, from actually Eddie Malouf. He was in The Mastermind, and, and I'm sure you're very familiar with him. And on his LinkedIn, he made a video talking about how when you're in the agency business, you're not actually doing this key service you're offering. Your biggest product, and I think you know where I'm going with this, is people. It's the clients you work with and the team members you have. And you have to get really good at finding A-player talent and finding the best clients for your business. What's your perspective on that, and how can we apply that as advice to the people watching and listening? Yeah, so um, I love that. I love that mindset. But uh, what I would also add, so the easiest way for me to break this down is new levels, new devils. So one time, I think I was actually talking to you, but someone was talking with me about growing their agency and like why, why you know, why is it this much harder? And I'm like, well, have you ever had an employee sue you before? And they're like, no, what do, you, what do you do? And I'm like, well, once you reach this size, I guarantee you people are going to start suing you. 
And then you're going to learn, you're going to lose a lot of money. You're going to have the first time someone came to me and was like, a lawyer sent me a letter and they're like, yep, here's the letter. And I brought it to a lawyer and I said, what do I do? And they're, they're like, well, this could cost you up to a million dollars. And I'm like, I don't have a million dollars. You know what I mean? And like, they're like, all right, well, we're going to figure this out. And I had to go through that whole legal process. I had to learn about different kinds of insurance to protect myself against this. And then now I've been through this couple times now. Now it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of, when's the next one going to be here? You know what I mean? Now I know how to negotiate. We know how to position it. We have lawyers. Like there's, have you ever dealt with patent infractions or building patents and things like, like all these things come when you reach this other level and it's a different level of stress. Like it's at a whole nother level. And every time you have to kind of be ready for that and you have to realize that you're also risking a lot more, right? So right now, Derek, if you're eight, we've, we've had this conversation before, right? If your agency shuts down today, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like you'd probably yep. just be able to start another one. You're not going to lose your yep. home. You don't have kids. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in the bank that you'd have to leverage to be able to keep the agency going. You'd be able to get it and going for me. I'd lose my homes. I'd lose my cars. I'd lose. I mean, there's so much at stake, right? And it's, it's a different yep. game yep. as you, the longer you play it. Um, there's a really good ba- book on this topic as well, Derek. It's called, um, it's called the infinite game and what uh, it's by Simon Sinek and what he breaks down is, is amazing. So yeah, no, it's literally right there. Oh, it's you have it right the, there. The yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, the, so here's the basic, uh, the premise of it is that in sports, it's a finite game. Uh, monopoly is a finite game. So you have a beginning and end a winner and a loser and the, and the rules are clearly stated and everybody agrees to them before you play. Most people think that's how business is played. I used to think that. I used to think, man, I got to be super competitive and cutthroat and like just never lose. I got to win all the time. It's actually not anything like that. Business is an infinite game. So meaning we're pl- you and I are playing the business game right now and someday we're going to die and someone else is going to be playing and it never stops. It just keeps going. And the only rule to this game is keep playing. Don't run out of money so you can keep playing, like keep playing the game. And as long as you keep playing, you'll keep, you, you'll be able to keep winning. And so you're really not competing against anybody else. You're competing against yourself. And then once you learn that and you look at all the other pieces out there and you look at the other companies, you don't look at them as competition. You look at them as either a roadmap to copy or a thing to steer clear of and pivot in another direction so you don't have to compete with them or you don't have to play that same game with them. Then all of a sudden, business totally takes a new, new, a new mindset. It's a great book. I highly recommend people read it because when you actually understand how powerful that is of an idea, it changes how you play the game as a whole. You start thinking of how can I make a decision today that will let me to make more decisions tomorrow instead of how can I make a decision today to make the most profit? But Gary, I think, and, and the underlying thing that not enough people talk about on this, we could do a whole 40-minute episode on just this, is the self-awareness aspect of it. Like the first thing that I asked the people that call me that I was getting on calls with was like, hey, what do you want out of life? Like how much money do you want to make? If you're like, I want to make $10 million, I my next question is like, why? Why do you want to make $10 million? Like what in your life, and you've done this exercise with me, like what in your lifestyle makes you want 10 million or do you just want it because you want to flex you have 10 million in the bank it reframes everything like one of the perspective that i've learned from you gary uh is like you know don't start an agency if you just want to make money there are better and easier ways to make money. <laughs> yeah 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 like, you know what i mean like way better easier ways to make money yeah you could go be a doctor go to school and be a doctor for several years and just live off of loans and then when you're done go and be a doctor and make a ton of money 
Like, how about just freelance? I mean, yeah. like you don't. If you freelance, you get you, freelancing is literally all the pros of an agency minus ninety percent of the negatives. Can you make as much money? Probably not. Yeah, no. You don't deal with a team. You don't have as much risk. If you lose a client, the worst thing that happens is you might make $1,000 less that month. You, know, you work on your schedule. You control your time. Most of the people that come to me, I'm like, dude, don't start an agency. Just freelance. Yeah. Like Your lifestyle fits that model better. Well, the, down, the only downside to, to there is risk and everything. And this is what most people don't realize. Even if you go and get a job, let's say you become a doctor. And mm-hmm. you become a doctor, you go to school for eight years, and then you go, to, you go to a residency, and then it takes you 10 years, and by the end, you finally get your, your, doctor, you know, your doctorate, and you go and practice, and you're making you know, $600,000, $700,000 a year because you're just amazing at what you do. And then all of a sudden, the government changes the insurance rules, <laughs> and they're not paying as much anymore. And now you're not. Now you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year, and your lifestyle can't. You can't even afford your lifestyle anymore. Like there's risk with everything. With everything. So the risk with freelancers is pretty simple. There can be a, a shift like AI. They could put you out of business in like a snap of a fingers. But that's true for everything. It's the, it's there with everything. So you kind of have to pick your poison. Now for me, I don't. I'm not at the place now where I look at one client churning. And go, oh no, we lost one client. I don't think that way. I think, okay, how do we reduce? How do we make what we do so much better that we don't have churn anymore? Um, but I don't think about one churn or one one client coming on or one client coming off. For a long time in my agency, I th- stayed up every single night thinking about those things. How am I going <laughs> to sign up one more? How am I going to keep one more? Back and forth, back and forth. Well, I don't think that way anymore. Now I'm like, how do I do events that will help me sign up thirty clients? How do I how do I improve our service so that we reduce our churn by a half a percent? It's a different, different levels. Yeah, it's different different mindsets. You know what I mean? Different level. I mean, that fascinates me so much because as somebody who's much earlier in his journey, like I'm at that stage. How do I sign one more person? Like right now, like one thing I'm working through, and, and anybody watching this thing, go check out some of our past episodes when we described the cold email system. But I'm reworking it. I actually like actually figured it out. I bought the domain names. I'm warming them up. I'm getting a website design, and we're going to launch this right now. We have the capacity to send over 200 cold emails a day on autopilot, which is really exciting. That Gary, that's 10x where we were at before. Yeah. So we're hoping that over the next 90 days with the 10x, you know, more, and we're going to keep adding, we're going to get to a thousand emails a day. I think it's unreasonable to think that we won't be at least on one sales meeting a day. I've actually never had a point in either of my businesses, and this might be shocking to those watching and listening, where I've had more than one straight week of one sales call a day. I've never had that. So the time where I can go a full month with five sales calls a week, one a day, Monday through Friday, if I'm not growing, I suck at sales. I shouldn't be in business. Like it would be unreasonable to think that I won't close one out of five of those people, and that's a really abysmal close rate. Like, you know, or I'm just with unqualified prospects. Like that's my next level, right? Like once we figure out how can we actually get the client flow, then it's like, oh, how do I hire the full time team members to support this? How do I build the systems, right? But I love what you, man. I love the saying: different levels, different devils. I love that so much. But it all starts with just putting it all together. Number one, know what you want. Like put aside the pros and cons, ask yourself, what do you want? And Gary, you said this in the beginning of the, of the recording here. Like, what do you want? How much money do you want to make? What's your lifestyle? Where do you want to live? Uh, how many kids do you want? You know, do you want to live like a digital nomad life? Do you want to be uber wealthy? If so, why do you want to be wealthy? And question everything. Like if you'd like, I want to make this much money, why? Really become super self-aware. Once you've done that, then say, okay, if you're like the type of person who's like, I'm a purebred entrepreneur, Right. I'm always growing like Gary, right? And like myself, I want to build something bigger than myself. Like my motivation is 
I want to become extremely wealthy, but it's not just for the money. I want to use that money to build up people to help them maximize their well, potential. Well, here, let me, give you, let me give you a framework on that, Derek, because I think this might help sure. you and might help, might help the audience, maybe. So for me, I'm making more money now than I ever dreamed that I could ever make, that I ever like set mm. out to, to make, right? Like I make more money than that now. But here's the thing. There's been times where I go two years without giving myself a raise or anything. Right. Yep. And where I work harder yep. than I've ever worked on the business before, or I focus harder on this certain area. And that whole time that I was focusing on that area, I wasn't sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to make this much more money now if I just do this. I was thinking, <laughs> no, I want it. This is a challenge. This is something I want to figure out. And it's super hard, right? Like running an agency is one of the harder businesses. But early on, it's easier. But as you get bigger, it gets harder and harder and harder, way more complex. Yep. And so. Yep. This is something that I took as a challenge, and that was so fulfilling, like so fulfilling in coming at that challenge. That's how I knew, oh, I'm not going to reach a dollar amount that I stopped doing this. I wasn't sure about that when I was younger. Like I wasn't sure if you gave me a billion dollars what I would do. Now I, I know for a fact, if you gave me a billion bucks, I'm still going. Like I'm going to keep going because uh, what, what else am I going to do, right? Sit on the beach? You said something really important, Gary. And that's that when you were younger, you thought that there might be a dollar amount. So I want people watching and listening to really listen to that because they might be thinking to themselves, kicking themselves, thinking, why don't I see it as Gary does? Put 10 years in like Gary did and do everything that he just discussed and then let us know what your thoughts on if are, if like if you would continue doing it or if you do have a dollar. There's nothing wrong with having a dollar amount. No. If you're like, I want to sell an agency for $100 million, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. There's a lot of people that go through, start a company, they start a startup and they know that, hey, my goal is to sell it for this multiple. I have to build this. In fact, there's literal industries built around flipping companies yep. and that's exactly what they do. That is exactly what they do. They, they put systems in place to make them ridiculously and profitable nothing, and, and there's nothing them. wrong with that. There's Absolutely nothing. nothing wrong with that. It's, again, self-awareness. It's knowing what you want. It's knowing what you want out of life and picking the direction you want. Look, at the end of the day, if you're somebody who's thinking you want to start an agency, really weigh the pros and cons. Listen back to the part of this episode where Gary put those pros and cons you know, and discuss them. Pros of an agency, so much growth potential. You can have more free time only after you know half a decade or a full decade of investing 15-hour days. And, and that's the one thing. Like, If you think you're going to be working free time, but you want to build a million-dollar-a-year agency, good luck, because that's not going to happen. You, you're going to be investing a lot of time. You're going to be doing a lot of the work yourself. You're going to be able to build bigger and better things, and you're going to be able to make more money. But the cons, the cons, much more risk. If you fail, it's not just you. It's your team members who have kids who won't be able to, you know, God forbid, feed their kids because you didn't pay them a salary, right? Like That's, that's the really intense part of it. On the flip side, you'll have way less free time, as I mentioned. You'll be making less money at times, especially the first five years. I make no money. I, I don't pay myself. I mean, like I, on the books, pay myself, right, uh, you know, for, for taxes and stuff, but I make nothing. I, I don't, I can't afford it, right? Like my team gets paid first. The business, well, technically the business makes profit first. That's always profit first, right? And the team gets paid. I don't make money, right? Like, and I'm two years into this. I've been doing it it's actually like really six years into it, two years of the agency journey. If you really want to make money, there's much better ways to to do it and then just less flexibility less less time right if you want to make money and you have some risk tolerance be a freelancer and if you're a technician i mean that that's my thing that's what i tell everybody i'm like you'll make more money you'll live a, you'll live a much more comfortable life because you'll be able to make more money today just know what you want it all starts with knowing what you want yeah yeah exactly yeah i heard i heard somebody share something pretty interesting recently they said uh you know you can go out and learn about all the politics and all the conspiracy theories and some of them are true and some of them aren't and you'll be educated on it but you'll also be way more stressed or you mm -hmm. can ignore it 
and just go about your life. Like you have that choice, right? Like, and kind of live in, in, in glee. And it's like, what, what are you optimizing for? So that would be my question to, to whoever's listening right now. What are you optimizing for? Are you optimizing for money? Are you optimizing for freedom? Are you optimizing because you really enjoy the journey? And all of those answers are going to give you three totally different paths. Totally different paths. That, that, that was really helpful. Ignorance is bliss, right? It's that old age old saying, ignorance is bliss. And I think it's true. Sometimes I envy it a little bit, honestly. I'm sometimes like, what if I didn't have these aspirations? What if I didn't have these goals? I could be making 30 grand a month profit as a freelancer with a couple of teeth. Like, but no, you know, it's, it's about knowing yourself. It's about knowing For what you me, want. Derek, is like, I... I have to, I, I saw another video I sent uh, to some, someone recently that uh, he was talking about, why are you conquering uh, dragons on video games? So this is a video and he's like, hey, are you going out and playing video games all day? And he's like, are you conquering it? And you're really obsessed with it and going out and beating every level. He's like, you're probably doing that because whatever you're doing in your life, doesn't. it's not a big enough dragon. It's not a big enough uh, uh, challenge for you. And we are created to go out and conquer and to win. And so you're going to go do it somewhere in your life. Are you doing it in your personal life? Are you doing it on video games? Are you doing it in, in real life with, with work? Are, where are you doing that? And you have to find that thing. And, and you can do it inside of other people's companies too. I've seen crazy successful people work inside of other people's co- companies. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. I really love that example. I mean, the last thing I'll wrap up with is, is this is kind of how I see the game of business. And this is like, the emotional roller coasters. Like you're here at the bottom and then you conquer the first hill. And typically when you get to the top, you look down like, and that's like the high of business. That's the rule of thirds, right? That's when you're like, I did it until you turn around and you see a big massive drop off and a mountain double the size. And you're like, well, okay, here we go again. You can stay at the top of this mountain. You just won't ever get to the next mountain. And that's kind of how I see business. And ironically enough for me, I live for each you know, cycle. You know what I mean? Like I live for it. Like when I get to the top 10, typically this is a little bit more of a personal anecdote. I usually have, I celebrate those wins of getting over the next mountain with a lot of family time, like a barbecue or going out to dinner. And it allows me to reflect personally on what I've accomplished. And that's when I'm like, this is why I do what I do. And then it's like time to tackle the next mountain. If that sounds like you, you should definitely start an agency. Uh, Gary, anything else to add on this? Any other uh, insights there? Uh, Nope. Just uh, be really clear on what you want. And if you're not clear on what you want, then you have to keep trying things until you figure out what you want. Like that's don't, and don't it. blame other people. Don't, it's nobody else's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's not, it's not mm. the podcast that gave you the advice's fault. It's that you have to get really <laughs> clear on what you want. And the more clear you can get on what you want, the clearer the path will be to get to where you want to go. There's no right or wrong. And people sometimes think that there's a right or wrong answer. Like, it's your life. There's, you could do literally anything. Anything. You could do, there's no right or wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for watching and listening to this episode of the 8-Figure Agency Show. If this was valuable, consider leaving us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. By the way, YouTube changed the monetization policies. You now only need 500 subscribers. We are 60 subscribers away from being able to monetize Let's the 8 channel. We're going to be rich, which, bro. We're going to be able to so, shut down our agencies and just collect free absolutely. money from YouTube. 80 views on YouTube is going to make us millions. <laughs> I love it. No, but it also is this, guys. Help us get to 500 subscribers. Any money we do make from this will go right back into the show. We spend well over 1000 a month into this show every single month, so anything does help, and we want to keep providing the same high-quality content to you guys. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, and till next time.